on. Do you really feel that way today? Lord, we want you. All we want is you, Lord. God, we want you in this place today, God. There's no substitute, God, for what we have felt in this place today. God, and we want you to come and we want you to move more than anything else in this world. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship today. Amen. I feel the presence of the Lord in this house right now. Amen. I don't know about you, but I have felt just a shower of anointing falling in this place today. If you haven't felt it yet, maybe you ought to move around. Once upon a time, I was in the house and my dad said, hey, look at that. It's raining in the backyard and not in the front yard. You might ought to reposition yourself and shake some things off and get somewhere other than where you've been because God is moving right now. God is doing something in this place. And I want to know today how many of you really want the Lord. You really want God to do a work. You really want Him to have His way in this place. All right, now you said that. Now I want you to back it up today, all right? If you really want something from God, that's not always on God. He told them, you go fill these water pots. And it says they came back with the water pots filled to the brim. You get what you put in. You're going to get back what you're willing to put in. And guess what? Even better, a miracle comes attached to it. God's going to transform it. God's going to change it. But he wants to know, are you willing to put in something to get back from God something else? We can't say that we want His and we want His all and we won't give our all. We can't come expecting God to just do everything for us while we just sit there and wait on it to happen. But God is looking for somebody today. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God is here watching this service today. He's looking for somebody today taking note and saying that's the one that's the one right there she's the one i've come for today that's the one that's serious today that's the one that has come today for a miracle for deliverance for a healing touch amen 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 if you would turn with me in your bibles to mark chapter 12 Mark chapter 12, he cut up a hasat. He cut up a hasat. He labokoriasat. Hmm. He labokota. Woo! Woo! Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
Mark chapter 12, verse 41, it says, And Jesus, he sat over against the treasury, and he beheld. He was watching. He was taking note. How the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. Notice here, he wasn't just watching what they gave. But he was watching how they gave. It says, and Jesus beheld how the people cast their money. And there came a certain poor widow. And she threw in two mites which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Today, for just a little while, with the help of the Holy Ghost, and it's here right now, I want to preach to you on this subject. When your want is worth your all. You said a moment ago that you wanted it. That you wanted God to move. That you wanted God to deliver. That you wanted God to save. Now can we match it by giving Him our all today? Can we match that by saying, Lord, I surrender everything right here. Right at the beginning of this sermon, God, I I let go of everything that would hinder. I want a move of God today. I'm willing to let go of it all, God, that you might have your way in this place today. Lord, right now, anoint these lips of clay. Open the ears, God. You've already busted up that ground this morning. God, there's already been a cultivation of what you're wanting to do. Now, God, let it be so. Let it happen here in our service today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and everybody worship him right now as you say, Amen. 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 Praise God. You can be seated this morning. This coin that this woman had in possession, so called, which literally meant a thin one, it was not only a small amount and it's worth very little, but the coin she put in was the smallest of all coins. It was worth one-fourteenth of a pence. But Jesus was not measuring the amount that day. He noted this poor widow woman, she gave everything, even all her living. The message translation says, all the others gave what they'll never miss. She gave extravagantly what she could not afford she gave her all real giving must be sacrificial the amount of the gift never matters so much as it cost to the giver 
It's not the size of the gift, but the sacrifice of the one giving. And real generosity gives and gives and gives until it hurts. Today we live in an hour where people will give. Giving is not an issue as long as they are promised something back in return. If we knew today that every time we put a dollar bill in the offering, that God would put $10 in our bank account, how many dollars would fill those offering baskets up here every service? That if we knew that if we would give a dollar, God was going to give back tenfold, and that we would have $10 now instead of $1, we would just keep giving. But God did say that if you give, He would give back. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Now hear me, we always put dollar signs to that, but it doesn't say anything about dollars. It doesn't say anything about my bank account. It says if you give, if you give of yourself, if you give of your time, if you give of your talents, if you give of all the blessings that God has bestowed upon you, if you give of your energy and you spend and you're spent for the kingdom of God, if you're going to give your all, you're never going to outgive God. So imagine what would happen if you really did. Give your all. The woman would have never been ridiculed for giving one and keeping one. If you knew somebody here today that had no more money in their bank and they were about to be faced with some very hard decisions and all they had left was one dollar bill and that was it. And you watch them come up here today and worship and it came time for offering. You wouldn't be looking their way, waiting on them to go put that last dollar in the offering. And you would not judge them. You would not say, look at them. They're not giving what they've got left. This woman would not have been ridiculed for not giving her coins because she was a poor widow. But because she gave her all, she was praised. Because she gave everything that she had, Jesus stopped everything and said, I, I want to take note of this. I want to put this in the Word of God. I want somebody to know that when they come to my house and they hear the Word of the preacher, that they would know that I pay attention to somebody that I know has very little. And I know they could probably use it on a lot of other things, but it means so much to me when I see them willingly come and give it and willingly come and spend themselves for my purpose. I take notice of that today. Jesus said, I've been sitting back and I've been watching how these have given. Matthew 6 says, but when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know that thy right hand hath doeth. That thine alms may be in secret. Well, if I do it in secret, nobody's going to see me. If I do it in a private prayer closet, nobody's going to know the sacrifices I've made. 
If I come up here early for practice and I give of myself every week trying to learn the songs and learn the right notes to play, nobody's going to notice what I've done and nobody's going to pay attention. You hear me, praise team. You hear me, ushers and sound men and Sunday school teachers and saint of God. You read the word of the Lord with me. It says, and thy father which seeth in secret. The father that's sitting back and watching how you give and watching how you bring your offering to him and how you bring your gift to him and how you bring your talents to him maybe nobody else does see it maybe nobody else does notice maybe they're watching the one over there dumping the big offering bags in maybe they're watching the one swiping their credit card but God said I'm watching the ones that have done it in secret I'm watching the ones that when they didn't have anything they gave everything when they were down to nothing they were still saying God what can I do what can I give what more could I do for you Jesus says thy father which seeth thee in secret himself shall reward thee openly Openly, I speak that into the lives of some people today that have been serving God in secret places. I've been feeling that in the Holy Ghost. God's about to start rewarding open. He's already begun doing it. He's already begun rewarding openly for your faithfulness in secret places. For when you didn't have it to give, you gave it anyways. God's. I'm not just talking dollar signs, people. I'm talking your commitments. I'm talking your dedication and your faithfulness to the house of God. And you mamas that bring your kids when your husbands can't be here. And all of you faithful elders that drive in the dark and come on Wednesday nights and come on Sunday nights. You say, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, it does matter. God says, I see it. I'm taking note of it. He said, you see, this woman, she gave everything. Had she kept a coin, it wouldn't have been much. But it would have been something. Yet she decided to give everything. In her poverty, she gave everything. In her time of need, she gave. In the hour she could have used something, she gave something. I don't believe for one second that this woman came just giving just so she could get something back. There's some people that they do operate that way. They give just because they want God to give back bountifully. They give just because they want what God gives back to them But this woman, I believe when she came, came and said, God, if you don't ever do one more thing in my life, if you don't, you're worthy of this and so much more, but it's all I've got. I don't believe that she came selfish and in pride and arrogance, but she came saying, God, I want to give. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. I want to do this today, God. I don't believe for one second she was giving just so she could get. But I do believe that she saw she was poor. And she sees these offering plates. And she watched as others brought so much more than she did. These were for the contributions for the daily sacrifices and expenses of the temple. I can't afford to give what they gave. 
I can't afford to run the aisles like that. I can't do it anymore. I can't afford to go and do all the things that I used to want to do while serving God. I can't afford to do that. But I can give what I have. You see, we have no problem giving some. Hear me today. I'm not talking about your finances. We've always had a very generous giving church, and I'm so thankful for that. And if you feel led in the Holy Ghost to write a check, that is between you and God. But that's not my agenda today. And I I want you to know that. But I'm talking about in ourselves. How many in our abundance come and give God some of ourselves. We give God some of our talent and some of our time. And we come and we just give a little bit here and there because we're already spent everywhere else. And we climb on the altar long enough to feel the heat, but not long enough to be consumed. And we're here just for a moment and then we're we're gone back into our world with all of our troubles and all of our trials and all of the other things in this life. And this woman shows us great symbolism. It is our tragedy that there is so often some part of our lives, some part of our activities, some part of ourselves which we do not give to Christ. We come and we sing it, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender all. And I wonder even looking into my own life, did you really surrender all? Or is it something you say? Is it just something cute that we go through the motions of? When was the last time you really came to an altar and knelt down and say, God, I give you everything, every hidden thing, every ugly thing, every good thing, every perfect thing, every unknown thing. God, I give all of it to you, every part of my life, every avenue, every person that lives under my roof, all of my babies, all of my grandbabies, I give it all to you. We lack for hardly anything at all. Even those of us here today that feel extremely poor have far more than this woman had. We do not lack a lot of things, but one thing we are lacking is a want. I know it doesn't make much sense right now, but we are missing a lack. And I'm not here this morning trying to scramble words and cause confusion. I'm just trying to get through what the Holy Ghost has given me, and I pray that I can do that today. I understand when it says this woman of her want did cast all she had. That that word means that even in her poverty, in her want, she gave everything. Even in her place of having nothing, she gave everything. But I also believe that there was a desire. There was a desire in her that says, nobody's making me do this. Nobody is watching me and forcing me to do this. This is something I want to do. I want to be a part of the work of God. I want to be able to say I gave something. 
I want to be able to say I did my part in the kingdom of God. I don't, I'm not worried about them. If they gave their all, that's their business. If they had a million dollars and they gave five dollars, that's their business. But I have two and I'm going to give two. And I want to do that. It's not just because I'm in poverty. It's not just because I'm wanting something back in return. But there is a desire in me to give to God everything that He is worthy of. Her want was worth her everything. There was a book written by Brother Oggs. He said, you've got to have a want to. And I've come to tell Greater Life Church today, you've got to have a want to. You've got to have a want also. You've got to have a desire in you that says, I may not have much to give. I may not can do it like I used to, but God, I want to be a part of the kingdom of God. I want to help somebody. I want to teach somebody a Bible study. God, maybe there's somebody here today that's never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, and they've come in today ready to surrender their life and say, I want it, God. I want it, God. I want it, God. I need Need it today, God. I'll do anything. I'll give everything if it means that I get to be yours. You've got to have a want to. I know sometimes you do things out of obedience, and that's great, and thank you for that. But when was the last time you did it because there was a want? That I'm not doing this just because if I don't, other people are going to notice. That I do this not because somebody's making me or mom and dad is making me or my spouse is making me. But I am here and I'm serving and I'm faithful to the house of God because I want to be here. I want to be in the presence of God. I want an opportunity to give my all. That out of your want and out of your desire, out of your poverty, out of your need and your limitation, out of what you have left, you did something radical. In my poverty and my want, I want to give my all. In my ups and in my downs, I want to give my all. When everything's great and when it's all falling apart, may it be said that I gave my all. I want to please God. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to make it to heaven. I want you to make it to heaven. I want to serve the Lord with gladness. I want joy in my life again. I want peace in my home again. I want to dance in my spirit again. I want to run the aisles again. I want to do something for God that I've never done before. Maybe you lack nothing today, but I want today. I want today. There's something that I, I lack today. I need today. Some want breakthrough and some want healing and some want joy. And you want those things because you may be lacking those things. But in your want, I challenge you this morning to give your all. In your want... Give everything. In your poverty, give everything. But also in your desire to serve Him and to live for Him, give everything. Abraham takes his son, his only son. Now we know this was not his only son. 
But this is the son whom God had promised great blessings would be upon. And that through him a great lineage would come. God calls out to him and says in verse 1 of Genesis 22. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. He tested him. And said unto Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. I want you to take this son of promise and I want you to give him to me. I want you to take everything that you have put all in this one son that you have loved so dearly. And I want you to lay it down as an offering. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, stay here. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and he laid it upon Isaac. He took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father. He said, my father. He said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold. The fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? We have everything. But there's a lack. There's something missing. We, we, we have all these pieces. We really don't lack for a whole lot. We have fire. We have an altar. We have the wood. You have your knife. We have all of these things, but dad, I've got to ask you a question. Where's the sacrifice? All of this doesn't cost us anything. This wood was just laying around the house. It doesn't cost me anything to bring that. The fire, the altar, it's all there. God is looking today. There's young people and children that are looking today. Dad. Mom. Where's the sacrifice? Where is it going to hurt? Where is it going to be our all? That he's worthy of. Where is it going to be something so great? We usually bring our very best and lay it down. But I don't see it today. I don't see our best today. And dad sitting there knowing he's groaning in his soul. Oh son, I have this thing, all these things. But I must be willing to give everything. Yes, I've got wood here today, son. You're right. And I've got fire and I've got altar. We've got all these things, but where's the sacrifice, you ask? 
It's in everything I have. My only son. Why do I do this? Because my want is worth my all. My lack, my desire is to him. I want to please him. I want to serve him. I want to obey him. I want to do this as badly as it hurts. I want to do this. I want to make sure not only my purpose is fulfilled today. But if Abraham had just gone on his own and taken whatever he found around the house and he brought it that day and he found a substitute of sacrifice, his son Isaac would have seen his father sell out to convenience. What would that have been for a legacy for Isaac to keep living and say, Oh, well, my dad was supposed to give everything, but he just found some ratty old sheep around the house and brought that and laid it down on the altar. So you see, son, I know this hurts me so bad and I I can't even imagine what's about to happen here. But it's not just about my purpose being fulfilled. If I sell out, your purpose will not be fulfilled. You won't get to see what God's going to do. You won't get to see God work a miracle. You won't get to see the God of all angel armies, the healer, the miracle worker. You won't get to see him work in your life if I don't obey. If I don't give my all. He said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son. I pay attention when somebody starts giving their all. I'm present when somebody's ready to commit everything. I'm right there in the middle of it all. And I'm going to be present with you afterwards. And it's going to be far greater than you could ever imagine. When somebody's ready to commit I stop in my tracks and I take notice and I grab the angels and I grab my disciples and I say, look, look. They're giving their all when that one that's come from a broken home and addictions and drugs and alcohol and they're in a pew and they're fighting and they're saying, I I can't do it. I can't do it. And they're clinging and they're battling in themselves, but they come to an altar. Maybe even they run and they lift their hands and they lay their life down and say, I give it all to you. You can have all of this. You can have everything I've got out of my pockets. I want you to have it all, God. I don't want to live that life anymore. God stops whatever he's doing, and he says, look, look, there's another one. They came. They gave everything. They laid it all down. Look, look. 
He seeth. He seeth in secret. He seeth what you've been given. And he said, I'm about to give you far more than you've ever given me. I'm going to give back exponentially. I'm going to give you back a harvest. I'm going to give you back revival. I'm going to give you back blessings and healing. Yeah, we have good church. Yeah, we have great worship. Sure, we have all the things necessary to make it through a Sunday service, Sunday night service, Wednesday. We got all the people, all the... We've got all that. But there are some here today that while we have and we give out of the abundance, sometimes we do what we can do just to make it through a service. There are people that come up here and they help try to sing and lead and worship that have had a week like you cannot imagine and have been attacked by the devil. Their families come against them. Their friends have come against them. It's all all these things. It's, it's just life that happens. And they come up here and they give of themselves. And they try to bring us into a place of worship and into the presence of God. And God says, I take note of that. And I see it. And, and we do all of those things. But someone says, I know I can give more than I've been given. I know there's some sacrifices I haven't made. I know there's more days of fasting that lie ahead of me because I want what God has. I know there's more sacrifice that I need to be doing for the kingdom of God. And if I say I want it, then is it really going to be worth my all? Is it really worth me giving everything? Yes. Yes, it's going to be worth everything that you put in and so much more. Remember, if it doesn't hurt, It's not sacrifice. It's me trying to find something that will suffice. But there is someone here today that is stirred. Their eyes are coming into this place and they're looking around and they're saying, Brother Miller, we have good church. We have good preaching. We have good moves of God. But Brother Duane, I look around and there's just something missing. I've been a part of some moves of God. I've been a part of some churches, what they call old-time Pentecost, where we couldn't even do anything in the service because the power of God was so strong. We can say all we want to say. We're missing something. We're missing something. We're missing something. There's a want. There's a lack. There's a poverty. We've got great things. Sharp, yeah, we've got our knife. We're as sharp as we've ever been. We've got an altar, and we come and we use it, and I don't ever want to not use this altar. And yeah, the fire of God falls. But if I look around today, there is a sacrifice that's missing from my life. There is a price that I need to pay if I really want it. If I really want revival, there's a price I might have to pay for it. If I really want breakthrough,
it's going to require something of me. If I really want the Holy Ghost, it's going to require me giving my all to Him. Let's all stand all over this house. Where's the sacrifice? I've been missing it in church long enough. Now I know. I see it. Where's the lamb? Where's our offering? Where's our sacrifice? Where, Dad, where is it? Mom, where is it? Grandma, where is it? Grandpa, where is it? Saint of God, where is it? Where is that sacrifice? This isn't church the way I remember church. This isn't what it used to be. You're right, Isaac, because someone is here today. Who's going to give their only son? There's a poor woman here today that's going to give everything she has left. For Abraham, this is not some small task. This was everything. Every promise. Every word of God that he had clung to. Now he's having to lay it on an altar. And say, now I give my only, only son. Every chance of God's word for him and Sarah ever being fulfilled now is being placed on an altar unto God. The first time the word love is ever used in scripture was found right here when God said, take thine only son Isaac whom thou lovest. God's not asking for some side thing that you want to offer today. That's convenient. That's easy. It's easy to come into the house of God and go through the motions and sing the songs and worship and nod our head and say amen and lead. That's easy. But God said, no. I want to know, do you really want it? Do you really want to please me? I need to know today, Abraham, do you really love me as much as you say you love me? And when Abraham, with tears, no doubt in his eyes, lifted his hand and God stopped him and said, Now I know. Now I know. Now I see it. You really do love me. Just as Jesus watched that widow woman give of her want. He had watched Abraham do the same many years prior in the land of Moriah. Which means the land chosen by God. For now I know that thou fearest God. Seeing thou hast not withheld. What are you holding back today? What have you been holding back for a long There was a man I knew once upon. Upon a time years ago, he, he had gone 30-something years living for God, serving God, but had never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. When finally a guest preacher came in one day and preached about making sure you've held nothing back and you've turned it all over to God. 
And he went up and he cried and he was praying. And he sat up and he grabbed the preacher and he said, There's this one thing that I've never really let go of. There's this one thing in my heart that I've never gotten rid of. But today, after 30-something years of carrying it, today I'm laying it down. And right then, while he was holding on to that pastor's coat, saying those words, he began to speak in other tongues. God filled him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It may be all you've got left after 30 years. You may not have much to offer him any longer. You may feel like there's nothing left in the tank. But God said, I'm looking today. I'm not here to talk about you wanting a new car, a new home. I'm talking about your want, your lack, your poverty, but also your desire. What would happen here today if we truly surrendered our all? Someone is here today and you've looked at what you have left. And I tell you, don't discredit it. That's the very thing that God is sitting back watching, waiting for you to contribute. There's some elders here today. You feel like you don't have anything left. All I've got is this left. And God's saying, oh, but when you give that, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop everybody. Because what you just gave meant so much more to me. What you gave, you gave out of your want. Others come and they give and they worship and they, they do all of these things. But, but you gave everything. You gave everything. Where's the sacrifice? Is your want really worth your all today? We're opening these altars this morning and we're not judging anybody. If somebody doesn't come up, we're not looking at you saying, well, they don't want it. They don't want it. You can make this place an altar wherever you're at. You can kneel down at your pew right now and say, God... God, right now, Lord. God, out of my want. I want revival so bad. I want a breakthrough. I want my family saved. I want the Holy Ghost. I want joy. I want peace. But God, I can't simply want it, God. I've got to be willing to give something. God, somebody here today wants the Holy Ghost. They want to be filled with your spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. God, let them come today. Here I am, Lord. Here's my all, God. Here's my addiction. Here's the alcohol. Here's the drugs. Here's the anger. Here's the bitterness. I'm not going to be embarrassed today. Oh God, I want, I 
I want. I want revival. I want revival. I want revival. I want revival. Ikayana la 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 hasata. I want healing in my marriage. I want those suicidal thoughts gone. I want the depression gone. Oh God, I want that feeling of never being enough gone. Oh, I want that feeling that what I'm doing isn't worthy enough gone. That what I'm doing for you here doesn't matter. God, I want it gone today. Let me withhold nothing that you would stop and say, Now I know.